Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One of the things that the General Assembly is actually looking at in Virginia is barriers to employment and making sure that we don't have all of these barriers of people gaining employment. And one of the barriers that we know exists in employment is for people who are recovering from some form of addiction. And it makes them it makes it very difficult for people to gain employment in those situations. Joining us this morning is Kevin Heyer, who, like me, is an employment lawyer by trade, but he also is the CEO of the Higher Calling Foundation. He is joining us this morning. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Karen. So, Kevin, tell us about your why you tell us about the Higher Calling Foundation and what its mission is. Sure. So, the Higher Calling Foundation is a nonprofit organization, a five hundred one c three, that helps give people a second chance after they had a problem with drugs or alcohol. And our foundation provides completely free, individualized services that are tailored to the to the person. You know, what does that individual need to get a second chance at a career? And if it's a matter of they need some skills training, if they need coaching, uh, sometimes we even do certain legal services for them. You know, do they need to get their driver's license reinstated? Um, you know, perhaps in, in some cases it's a lot of reality. Maybe an old prostitution conviction needs to be expunged so we can, you know, put that in the rearview mirror. Anything involving giving them a second chance. Nope. Um, so they get, get, get to move on with their lives and find sobriety and the meaning and purpose of a career. And so what was it in your life that led you to form the Higher Calling Foundation? What happened in my life was I was 39 years old and I had never done drugs. I had never done drugs. I was an attorney. I had many flaws, but, but drugs and alcohol were not one of them. And I made a mistake. I, um, I tried meth. And the backstory to it took too long to get into, but I did. And I got very addicted very quickly. And I spent about 18 months seeing that world. Um, and when I came into recovery, I felt so moved by it that I wanted to go out and try to give something back and help some of those folks that are good people, but they're sick people, and they deserve a second chance. And once they get into recovery, we're very passionate about doing all we can to, to give them a chance to find a career and the meaning and purpose that comes with that and the gratitude they get uh, from having that second chance drives the pull of addiction down to a manageable level uh, with treatment. Why do you think there is such a stigma to recovering, people recovering from addiction? And there are so many forms of addiction that exist with drugs, alcohol, and just and now with so many dr- people. I mean, in Virginia, we just hear stories all of the time of people who are 
in these situations. Why do you think there is such a stigma to people who are recovering from addiction? Well, there certainly is a stigma. And I will tell you, when I first got into this, I did not understand just how bad it was. So I'm working with some other organizations and trying to come up with a coalition, so to speak, to tackle this head on because people are dying from it. And it's so unnecessary, Karen, because most families in America have been touched by addiction in some way. There may be at least been one individual in the family that maybe drank a little more than they should have. So we all know addiction, you know, and addiction to any substance has the same outcomes, whether it's drugs or alcohol. So I can't, can't tell you why it is, but I know it's heartbreaking because the stigma keeps people from getting help. And then the children get traumatized by the parents' stigma, you know, like a vicarious stigma. You know, I had a woman telling me how her daughter got made fun of because kids at school knew that the mother had a drinking problem. Your mom is a drunk. You know, that's reality in America, and that's hard on kids being told things like that. And then they self-medicate that trauma as adults. You know, so we're taking this, tackling this head on right now. It, we've got to address the stigma. It's a disease. Good people can suffer from this disease. And when we enter recovery, we deserve a second chance. And it, we've, got to, we've got to address the stigma around addiction in America. Because again, it's so unnecessary. Most families have been touched by it. So I can't explain to you why it exists, but we've got to do something about it because it's hurting good people. We're talking to Kevin Heyer, who is an employment lawyer by trade and is also the CEO of the Higher Calling Foundation. I am Karen Michael, in for John Reed. So, Kevin, you work with employers as an employment lawyer like I do. What advice do you give to employers on why they should, you know, open their their employment to people who have prior addictions? And, and what advice would you give to them if they know that an, an individual has a prior addiction or is it recovering from an addiction? Sure, sure. Well, you know, what I would say is that in my opinion, at our foundation, we believe, and we're not the only ones who believe this, that recovery is a form of diversity. You know, that when you hire an individual who is truly in recovery, who's gone through this experience, that gives them a strength and perspective that not everyone can bring to the workplace. By definition, you can't have it because you haven't gone through recovery. And we think that makes you deeply grateful, very hardworking, flexible, adaptable, uh, emotionally mature, you know, able to look inside yourself, accept responsibility when you have made mistakes. So we think it actually helps your bottom line. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. You are helping another person rebuild their life when you hire someone in recovery, but you're also helping your own business um, expand its bench strength. So that would be my advice is, you know, if somebody is in recovery, you know, look at the fact that they're going to have certain perspectives that other people simply can't have. You know, so we, we see it as a form of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, and it's uh, interesting and because DEI, you, it's just people need to understand that DEI, which has gotten such a bad name because it's been just poorly, I think, yeah. um, the, the narrative around it, I think, has been very divisive. But it really yeah. is about including, being inclusive with such a variety of individuals. One of the things that we know, of course, is under the Americans with Disabilities Act, current using current illegal substances does not render somebody disabled under the ADA warranting reasonable accommodations. So how does, even separating, I know the law from what is the right thing to do, but how does an employer distinguish between when somebody is a current addict and when somebody is a recovering addict? And how do they make that distinction? Because, I mean, employers are concerned about hiring somebody that is currently using an illegal substance. 
clearly, if somebody is, is actively using drugs, you don't need, there's not a way to reasonably accommodate that. Well, you need to ferret out from people if they're going to volunteer to you that they have this in their background, is that they are in recovery. Have they gone to rehab? Have they gone to some outpatient program? Do they work a program? And, you know, in our foundation, we don't require any specific one. I'm a big believer in the 12-step program. Personally, that's how I found recovery. But there are different ones out there. I think that's the question. You have to be, be sure this individual is completely sober. Um, so the status of having had the addiction, you can't discriminate against. But clearly, if somebody is coming to work drunk or high, there are things you can do about that. But what, what, we're, what we're marketing are individuals who had the issue. They've addressed it. They've owned it. They've moved on with their lives. And we think, you know, it's, it's a form of diversity, and it will strengthen your workplace. And if you talk to us, we can uh, now elaborate. There are people in your workforce already who are in recovery. You may just not know it because they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to get canceled, as I put it. There's a little bit of appropriate levity around this because it's such a heavy topic. You know, we have cancel culture. Well, people don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be discriminated against, so they don't talk about it. I, I, absolutely. So the one of the things that comes up in an interview is a gap of employment. And people who are sure. recovering from an addiction might have a gap of employment for a variety of reasons. How would you suggest somebody who is recovering from an addiction or has recovered from an addiction? And how would you suggest they answer that question when it's asked in an employment interview? Well, you certainly should never lie in an interview, but it comes down to people's level of comfort. You know, there's so many variables that go into this. And one of the things our foundation does is we offer networking events, uh, mentoring programs, internships and externships, all sorts of different programs designed to give you a second chance at work. But I think, you know, I would start by saying, you know, I had a health condition. You don't need to elaborate on what the health condition was. And then sort of, you know, based on your relationship with the individuals and the selection process, I mean, you have to read these on a case-by-case basis, but it's really nobody's business initially what it is. You had a health condition, but you're back in the game, and you know that you're positive and you're back. That's and, how I would, in the time we have now, that's how I would approach it. And employers who do background checks and see that somebody might have served some jail time for either a drunk driving or for some sort of um, drug conviction, what would you tell employers relative to the background checks and, and prior criminal activity around former addiction? Well, you know, lots of people have prior justice involvement for many different reasons, but people make mistakes. And if that individual has, you know, paid their debt to society and they're moving forward, you know, I think that's what matters. I mean, certain positions obviously are going to require certain levels of, of, of security. And, and there are people that we work with that can't go back the prior positions because of felony convictions. And then what we do there, it's very much a message of hope and positivity is, okay, you can't do that, but what can you do? What, how can we transfer those skills? Because there are lots of things people can do um, to leave a mark on the world. So I would say to those employers, you know, just take a step back and just say, you know, is it really imperative that you hire someone that doesn't have any justice involvement or that doesn't have a felony? Because maybe it really doesn't matter. And maybe it does matter. And if it does matter, then you have to you know, go with the right candidates. But, you know, people can make mistakes and, uh, you know, people with prior justice involvement can be very grateful and equally hardworking too. So on your website, hirecalling.org, that's H-Y-E-R calling.org. looks like you've got a whole team of people who are available to assist, including Katie, the therapy dog, which I love on your <laughs> website. How can people access you? I know that you're a nonprofit. Obviously, you, you yeah. take donations as well. But how could somebody who's recovering from addiction access your services? Absolutely. Um, 
simplest part would be to just shoot us an email at admin at org. It's all on the website. Um, everything's free. Everything's confidential. Everything's individualized. And it really comes down to, within reason, what do we need to do to get you back to work? Is it coaching? Is it job placement assistance? Is it help with your resume, preparing for interviews? Uh, like I said, providing you certain legal services from outside attorneys cash grants to get skills. We paid $500 to get some in Microsoft Office training recently. Um, we figure out what we need to do to get you back to work. It's very positive and upbeat. Um, and then the generational cycle of addiction starts to end. So it's a pretty beautiful thing. Well, you know, organizations are better to, off for it, too. Absolutely. I love it, Kevin. I thank you so much thank for you. coming on. We're talking to Kevin Heyer, the HigherCalling.org, the Higher Calling Foundation. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. All right. Thank you, Karen. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.